0: everyone and welcome to On Wednesdays We Watch One Tree Hill, the podcast where a bunch of nostalgic millennials sit around and talk about a TV show from the early 2000s that they either grew up with or have never seen before in their entire lives. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Brody, and with me as always is Jesse. Hello. And Caitlin. Hey! And today we are talking about... All of season three of One Tree Hill. Yes, it is our very extra special, as always, season three recap episode where we talk about our favorite, our least favorite, and the most cringeworthy things that happened during season three of One Tree Hill. And by golly, kids, it's been a long journey to get here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Behind the scenes, it has taken us a long time to record all of season three, because real life <laughs> bit a lot of us in the ass. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it got,
1: we're, we're very, like, when we started doing this podcast a year and a half ago, almost, it was still, like, pretty much, like, pandemic life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it is very much not anymore. Yes. <laughs> so, I
2: don't know what you're talking about. We literally postponed last week's recording because I had COVID.
1: That's <laughs> like, very it's very true. true. <laughs> it is still squarely pandemic life for me. I mean, it is. Miss Rona got me. In <laughs> terms of in people it. being social and us having to be oh, yeah. like.
0: Exactly. Right, right. Right. I have no, more I social said. functions than I ever thought I needed pre-COVID or post-COVID. I'm like, goddamn oh, yeah. people, let me live.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, yes. So we're going to talk about season three as a whole, what we liked, what we didn't like, all of that good stuff. And it's a lot of superlatives to kind of keep us on somewhat of a track because, you know, we're fond of tangents. It's fine. What? Huh? Us? What? Huh? Us? Never Never. Did you go
1: on a 10 minute tangent about Gilmore girls last episode. Nope. We didn't at all. <laughs> Fine. Fine.
0: Fine. Th-
2: that was my fault. I shouldn't have made such big revelations while we have dinner reservations. You <laughs> like...
0: really shouldn't have. Anyway, shall we start with the first superlative of yeah. the recap? Okay. Anyway. So as always, let's start with our favorite main character, favorite of the core five, who did it for you this season and why? Oh, shall I go first? Yeah. Okay. My, my favorite character of season three, I think is, I don't know if you guys are going to totally agree with it, but it's Peyton. Okay. Because I love just the storylines that she had and the growth that she had with that. Mm -hmm. Because we started season three with, I have a crazy person who's saying that she's my mom to 13 episodes later, she's one of the most important people in Peyton's life who tells her, you know, you've been just existing. I want you to start living, go after the things that you want in life and you deserve whatever it is that you want in life. And I loved that trajectory for her. I loved the little storylines with um, the Pete from Fallout Boy shit was hilariously stupid and funny. Um, Mm. The two episodes we got back with Jake, Jake, were were adorable. Mm. Um, I loved the Benefit album that she and Ellie did. And her entire storyline with Ellie is just so good to me. I love that entire storyline with that. And I just love who she kind of grows into a little bit. We get more of a Peyton who's, not afraid to stand up for herself and we kind of even saw that in the last episode where she's like trying to beg with Brooke how can I fix this how can I fix this and then she has enough and she goes I've tried what do you want me to do you know and she just kind of like I'm done what what are we gonna do now right so I love me some peace or close runner-up is Haley just because Haley was great this season but anyway moving on Jesse who was yours I think it might be Nathan. For a
2: lot of the same reasons that you were talking about, Peyton, Nate's journey this season has been excellent. Like, not only is, is his and Haley's love story just, like, off the charts adorable, but, like, his relationship with his mom, his coming to terms with the fact that Dan is just it's is the shithead that he knew he was, you know, like I just feel like he has really matured a lot this season um more than a lot of the other characters on the show and his journey from season one Nathan or episode one Nathan Scott, um newly minted captain to you know, end of the season. Nathan Scott, um, you know, being stupidly selfless and, you know, it was a big journey and he's adorable and I love him.
0: I agree. Love that. Caitlin, my dear.
1: You know, I know you said core five, but here's the thing is in terms of main characters, I don't necessarily see mouth as not a main character anymore mm-hmm. that's true he got that's true so much more screen time this episode because he was, he was officially a series regular yeah and honestly mouth like mouth was they honestly they made him a series regular and put lee norris to work like it was like because even if you know he didn't have as much, you know, screen time as the core five. He had like actual plots that were his own Mm -hmm. this season. But I mean, he was, he was in most of the episodes this season,
2: right? Which, you know, even Luke wasn't in all the episodes this season, you know, and mouth was in probably just as many as Chad, Michael Murray was. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, and I think that it was nice to see mouth's kind of growth of trying to figure out, for lack of a better way of putting it, how to be popular and Uh like what that means to him because he has all these friends that are now popular and his shit gets rocked by somebody who used to be his best friend because that person got left behind to, you know, only 50% of their own fault. Like, because, Uh and they said it, you know, when, When they brought Jimmy, when the show brought Jimmy back, like, the phone goes two ways, Jimmy. Like, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we, yeah, we weren't calling you, but you weren't calling us either. And I think just Mouse' personal journey of trying to figure out who he is and what he wants beyond the fact that he wants to be a sportscaster who does Ravenshoops.com. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I really love the season for him. It's a very good Mouth season.
2: I think we could argue that there is now a core seven between Mouth and Rachel.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Because Rachel also, Mm -hmm. I don't know if she'll ever make any of our favorite character lists, but she's kind of a main character now. Mm -hmm. She is honest to God, plots that revolve around just her world, not... Her being an anti- antagonist mm-hmm. to our core five. Yeah. So
0: even if she's not in the opening credits, she's very much, yeah, I get that. Yeah. 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 She's very much a primary secondary character this season. Right. With it. Yeah. I get that. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Um, moving on to favorite adult character Whitey. Okay. Jesse, have always an... Whitey. Okay. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, no, especially this season. This season, they put Whitey through it. They, mm-hmm. he, he almost got his job taken away from him. He uh, lost his best fucking friend. He re- decided he's going to retire. He's trying to make those goddamn Scott brothers love each other again. <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. Whitey's going through it and giving us a pep talk every step of the way. It's Whitey always Whitey.
0: No, also, I forgot no. to mention to note on Whitey. I'm pissed that the budget did not allow for Whitey to be at Nathan and Haley's wedding he last episode. You know
2: he was in a bush somewhere drinking his whiskey. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: yes.
1: this is what kills me about that is Rachel, who isn't really friends with Nathan or Haley. Nope. Was invited to the wedding, but Whitey wasn't. And I'm sure
0: Whitey was. They just didn't show him, quote unquote. And I know it has to do with the stupid budgets of the show because they have such a big cast of characters that it's like they can't have them all. It's why Deb leaves and comes back every so often. It's just it's it's the nature of the television show. It just sucks.
2: And Whitey didn't have a plot in, you know, they needed to spend that money on Hot Uncle Cooper and Mm -hmm. Deb this episode because they had plots yeah, they had revelations to make.
0: It's like they could have spent it on Devin Cooper or Whitey, and it just makes more sense, which sucks. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. Um Caitlin, who was your favorite adult character this season?
1: My favorite adult character? hmm. I mean. <laughs> is it bad if I say the police chief who won't do what? Dan Scott wants him to do. <laughs> no, because
0: that's a very valid one. And I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> the, the Can I fire
0: you? Who pointedly no. calls
1: him Mr. Mayor whenever he's <laughs> defying him. Yep. But <laughs> but in in all seriousness, Keith. Yeah. Like, Keith, I mean, obviously we know Keith was in four episodes this season. But those four episodes he was there were... Such good episodes, and it made such an impact on every single character. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I haven't laughed. I didn't laugh harder this season than I did during the scenes when he was being interrogated about murdering Dan. Help, police! <laughs> like right? that was uh. honestly, and and even like right up to the moment he died the acting from Craig was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And even in like Keith's last moments, like when he knew that he wasn't walking, like he didn't think he was going to walk out of the school because of Jimmy. And he's telling Lucas, I love you go like it's just the fact that he made the point to tell Lucas he loved him Mm -hmm. before Sending him on his way will always like I will always, always think of that.
0: Yeah. So my favorite adult of season three is Ellie.
1: I totally forgot about Ellie. We just talked about her and I fucking forgot about her.
0: (laughs) No, but Keith is also a very valid one. So you can piggyback on mine as well, dear. But Ellie just came in this entire season and was a whirlwind for 14, 13, 14 episodes. I mean, cause and it's crazy to think she was only there for half the season and did so much for Peyton and so much for that show in general by her presence and what she did. And it's just, it's so good because she goes from being like, you almost think like a quasi villain of sorts, cause you don't know what she's all about. And then, like I said, becomes such an important figure into Peyton's life. And Yeah, I just love it. And I love her record collection. I love the scenes they had during the rainstorm episode. And it's just, it's so good. Kudos to Cheryl for playing such an amazing, amazing character that had such an impact in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So moving on to our favorite secondary character of the season
2: and see and this is where like i didn't even think about so mine is mouth but i fully agree with caitlin's yes um justification that he is basically a primary character he is one of our leads at this Mm -hmm. point but Mm you Know based on our core five theory that we've been working off
0: of, yes, yes, which Mouth, I think Mouth going is, forward we will drop, but right. exactly, exactly, yeah.
2: But Mouth this season has 100% been my favorite secondary character to the point where I will call him by his real Christian name, Mouth, from now, you know, like uh, he is no longer Minkus in my heart, he will, he is Mouth, um, as the Lord intended, um. Wow no, he, i I just think he brings so much like heart and like real teenage energy into this show acted by a bunch of twenty five year olds like mm-hmm. I know he's also older, but he gets the assignment he mm-hmm. n- he knows what the fuck he's doing. He is dancing and bringing all the joy to my heart, and he is making me feel things, uh dealing with you know. The, the whole Jimmy situation and he and Peyton's friendship is just nothing but pure. Like, I love okay. it. Yeah, uh-huh. it's joy. No, joy is the only word that comes into my brain. When I think about mouth's part in this show, uh-huh. he is the teenage joy yeah. of tree Hill.
0: And especially in the first half of the season, because he is, because we kept saying he's the only one who's still in high school this season. It seems like, because right. he yeah. just brings the fun and the joy and the goofiness. And it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, Mine is also someone who we also argued could be a a main character, but it's, it's Rachel just simply because of all that she did this season and how good of a villain she was this season, like, and the trajectory that she also had over the course of the season. Cause I mean, let's not forget the first time we see her, she's dressed up as flipping Pamela Anderson and is just nothing but a foil for Brooke. And now we're getting scenes where we're having real debates about her character and her arc and what she's doing and how she feels and how she's treating people. And it's just, it's really cool to see that just in that short span of, of, you know, 20 some episodes that she changed so much and was, has now become such a core part of this show. It feels like in season three.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, in terms of, in terms of secondary characters for me, this episode, like this episode, this season, um, and again, this is—I feel like a silly answer, but Gigi.
0: <laughs> Get it, Gigi. Get it, Gigi.
1: Gigi. Are a really, I love Gigi, but also Bevan.
0: I was gonna say special shout out to Bevan, Miss Girl Scout who gets lost in Bevin the woods and can't Gigi count.
1: Are are tied for my favorite secondary, and really, I would. Bevan is probably more of a secondary character at this point than Gigi is, but like, but they both had me rolling mm-hmm. like they were the levity this show needed
0: <laughs> And it so was good. just uh, specifically just Bevan in that cabin. God, just, I just it's all I need. figured out where I North is. <laughs> it's the best. That it's the best. Idiot.
2: That, oh, my God. That
1: whole sequence. God. Like, also
0: special shout out to skills for being the voice of reason when he was there, he's <laughs> not there often enough for my liking, but I'm very happy when he is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Then. um. Okay. <clears throat> Favorite couple of season three. I feel like it's a two way tie in all of our hearts, but I'll I, say that. I'll say my two way tie and we can kind of go from there. I you have got three way. Tie. Yeah. Okay. Well, my two are Naley. Nathan and Haley, and then Karen and Keith. I I just to
1: know what the third option is.
0: Right? What's the third option, Jesse and
1: Jake? Jake. (laughs) I don't even. I don't even have Nathan and Haley on my list because I completely
2: forgot about them. (laughs) What, (laughs) Jesse? I.
0: Who are the three then that you had that are better than my two?
2: Obviously Keith and Karen. Yes. And obviously Peyton and Jake. Jake, with a. With a special mention for Bevin and Skills. No, I love those answers, though, because Bevin and Skills are also great.
1: You I think was I so... could talk
2: about couples in this show without bringing Jake Jake into this conversation?
0: You mean Who do you think the, I am? You mean the 48-hour stand that he had with Peyton that made her realize she's in love with somebody else?
2: Um, It made him realize she was in love with someone else. <laughs> That's, yeah. true. That's, true. True.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Who, I think no. she knew. <laughs> yeah, she knew. Yeah.
1: Um, but no, I agree with you on Bevan and Skills. Because I, I think I said it in the episode where the boy draft happens. About how excited I was to get more of Bevan and Skills. Because of how much I love them. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I I agree with you on Bevan and Skills. Because they were, they're just, they're fun. And they're, I mean, because Bevan and Skills are both still like secondary characters at this point. Like yeah. there's no real stakes for them.
2: Right. Yeah. No, every time they're on screen together, I know we're in for some just some giggles. Like yeah. I'm gonna laugh. They're gonna be stupid. They're those hot idiots are gonna get lost in the backyard. And <laughs> and Bevan's gonna and Bevan's gonna smell like a cookie and Skills is gonna be into <laughs> it. You know, like yep. Those, yep. those hot dummies just really make me smile. And sometimes that's all I need in the show. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're a
0: necessary <laughs> dose of serotonin into this show when it yeah. can get real. Dark. No, right.
2: but, but we need to talk about Keith and
1: Karen, though. Keith and Karen of it all.
0: Uh <laughs> I mean, again, like Caitlin said, it's a very short lived relationship officially. But, you know, let's not forget that they were basically a couple for the, the last three seasons.
1: Right. Well, right. Even then it was, was with Jules. Like
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And she was with Andy. We both loved we, we all loved her with Andy, but she. it was always going to be Karen and Keith. We always knew it was going to be Karen and Keith in the end. And it's just yeah, it's just real sad. But it's also beautiful. And the fact she's pregnant and
1: yeah, I think that that's it's Karen being pregnant is one of those things where it's like, it's beautiful because she gets to hold on to a piece of Keith in a way that she wasn't expecting.
0: Nobody was expecting. Exactly.
1: Nobody was, or really that nobody was expecting. I mean, we could have guessed it based on the thunderstorm episode and Mm -hmm. the disarray the cafe was in
0: that poor lemon
1: meringue pie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. but but it's also, you know, again, I talked about this last week when I was talking about Karen's grief journey, journey that she has gotten to this place where the idea of carrying Keith's child and raising Keith's child doesn't bring her to her knees with grief. Mm-hmm. And she's also not going to treat this child Poorly because she can't look at this child without seeing the man she didn't get to marry. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love it.
1: Yeah,
2: no. And it's like, we spent so long to get the moments we got this season between Keith and Karen. We mm-hmm. we waited for it for so long. Even when he was gone. I'm, I'm like sitting here waiting for these
1: moments, right?
0: And then well, this entire season you were like, Keith's coming back, isn't he? Is Keith coming back? Keith's here? back, right? Keith It's Keith, Keith? 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. It took them so long to bring him back that you were starting to second guess your prediction that he was gonna die. Like wait, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, absolutely.
2: God. This show yeah. making me doubt myself. Everyone knows I'm always right. Always. <laughs> no okay. arguments. Thank you. Next topic.
0: <laughs> no, we have to finish with talking about. The other couple we need to talk about, which is Nathan and Haley.
2: Okay, that fine.
0: They're, just, they're, I think I think our favorite couple just turned into all of those because I think they were all really. This is a season of couples, if we really yeah. boil it down. Because um, we can let's talk about Nathan and Haley, and then we'll talk about the less the less functional couples that also were a part of it. You know, um, but Nathan and Haley. I mean, they started where Nathan wouldn't even talk to her to them renewing their vows and getting married again. Like, mm. hello, character arc. Yeah, I love it. Like, it's just it's so gorgeous and it's so beautiful. And, you know, episode 13 in the thunderstorm when he says he was always proud of her. It's just it's amazing. And it's just uh, all of it. Just all of it is so good.
1: I mean, I think for me, one of the things that I really enjoyed about their growth this season was. Us learning how how like. Much him being angry with her was a facade Mm -hmm. to keep, to protect himself Mm -hmm. because, you know, towards the end of season two, when he was, you know, running cars in the walls and telling her not to come home, like that's, that is not the same man who told her he loved her before jumping in to save his uncle, jumping in water to save his uncle. Like, and it's just, you know, there are like, their growth as a couple with not only that but him realizing she's not perfect and extending her the grace that he needed to extend her so that they could get to the place that they ended the season at
0: mm-hmm. is
1: that's that's hard to do when you're not 17 years old like,
0: uh, and i love the fact too that they also learned to let each other love what they loved while still being a couple, you know, they learned that yes, Haley can have her music and Nathan at the same time, Nathan can have basketball and Haley at the same time. Right. You know, there, I will say there's still the whole college thing. They got to figure out, but they'll figure it out. I'm sure it'll be fine. So,
1: or will they, because who
0: knows? Don't forget
1: Haley could be pregnant.
0: (laughs) There's also that. (laughs) And, Yeah, Jesus.
1: Yeah, no, I
2: I love them. And I've really enjoyed that. We got more of their we got to see more of them loving each other this season than we ever have. You know, yeah,
0: Yeah. it's. It's great. It's great. And then to shift it, you know, because like I said, this season really is about couples. Brooke and Lucas's relationship that. I think we all wanted it to work. And then it's is it still working? Question mark. Like. That's a whole journey on its own that those two had.
1: Yeah. I didn't love them this season. Um, I remember watching the show and being very, very much on team Brooke um, Mm -hmm. when everything happened, both in season one and again in season three, because, and looking back on it now, (laughs) I think the reason I wanted Brooke to be happy was because I was in love with her. So
0: <laughs> there's that.
1: It had nothing to do with Lucas at all. Because as I've stated several times in the last three seasons, Lucas is not my favorite. Like <laughs> and, what? and he You're still real isn't. Like ass. he still isn't. And regardless of the fact that, you know, Brooke was really hard on him this season, I will. I will like defend him there because especially at the beginning of the season, she was, she was very hard on him about things that had happened in the past and kind of continued to be through the whole season. Like at the sparkle classic, when she walked into the hotel room and automatically assumed something was awry because Lucas and Peyton were in the same bedroom or, you know, the episode or the episode where she was making the dresses and everything and he went off with her to Riverside or Riverdale or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> and right. the whole time, like her being like, Oh, he's with his other girlfriend. Like, that's that is not a person who has any trust in her partner at all. Yeah. And no matter what she says to him or to other people. And even with like the the thunderstorm sequence, like again, I've said like I just said this, like Lucas is not my favorite, but in the season finale when he calls her out on I feel like you've been waiting for the other shoe to drop this whole time, hmm. she kind of has. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Because of, you know, well their entire relationship
0: whatever. has just been on built on not on a foundation of like trust and love. It's been about a foundation of oh well, I guess I'll believe you this time.
1: Yeah, exactly. which is a huge difference. I'll believe you for now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's I'll forgive you for now. I'll for you know, it's just and right. it's it's always do we, been
1: conditional.
0: And quite I've honestly, because I don't remember them. the beginning of season four. Do we think they're still together or have they broken up?
1: No, it's over. It's it's totally over. Like yeah. that's I mean, because like, I don't know how. They're going to be able to move past it after this speech that she gave him before they went and made their toast about love. Mm hmm. And the fact that, you know, she left without him, Mm -hmm. she left the reception without him. She's, you know, like, I think when she asked him to dance with her, that Mm -hmm. it was, she knew it was the last time. Yeah. Yeah. And also, too, you have to keep in mind that I believe it was around this time in real life that Chad and Sophia's marriage was falling apart.
0: Oh, no, they were already broken up.
1: Yeah. They
0: were already divorced and everything. They got got uh, married like I want to say season one or two. And they were already divorced and everything was done.
1: Yeah. Or but it was like fresh. Yeah. I always forget that they were actually married.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. they were. And
1: it didn't last very long. And right.
0: Yeah. They got married April of 05 and divorced or no no. They separated in September of 05 and in February of 06. They were um, they filed for divorce and the divorce was granted in December of 06.
1: So they
0: were at the time that they
1: were filming all of this. They were
0: in the middle of a divorce.
1: Right. So which I think is unfortunate because well, not not the fact that they got divorced, but like but it's unfortunate that at the same time that these characters were breaking up, they were also going through this in real life. And like the emotion coming from Sophia was probably like very real. Yeah. And she even, I think, has said on Drama Queens before that multiple times the show took things from their personal lives and used them as plot devices. Mm-hmm. So, like,
2: Like. in a good, like, in a way that they were okay with? I mean, or no, but that's, they the didn't whole have a thing, choice.
1: Is, it's, because of the creator of the show who will not be named was such a toxic manip- manipulative person Yeah,
2: I not okay. like he didn't yeah. care I know that we don't we don't talk about him mm-hmm. I would maybe whether it's recorded or not I think I, I need to know because I can't yeah we'll you know I, you. I yeah
1: if we we'll send if, you everything okay I'll send I'll find and text you the the expose article they did. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. Um anyway, moving on to um <laughs> here we go. Our favorite musical moment. Um for me, hands down, it's Haley singing Halo. Um, you will not tell me otherwise. It's Haley singing <laughs> Halo. Um honorable mention is the very adorable dance that Peyton and Mouth do at the Halloween oh, dance.
1: Absolutely. Yep. It's great. I think it's my great, honorable mention is Jake Jake singing a song he wrote about Peyton. <sighs> there we oh. go.
2: Uh um, my honorable mention is Ellie's record room uh, yes. Yes. and the just the entirety of the charity concert. Uh, and the fact that it reminded me of my love for Jack's mannequin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yes. I love the fact that this season blended what season one and two had, which is season one was basketball heavy season two was music heavy. They blended the two so well mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Yeah. So speaking of, which
1: is honestly, it's kind of like Nathan and Haley's relationship where mm-hmm. like, it's like the writers realized you can have both.
0: You mm-hmm. can do both. Yeah. And it works. Speaking yeah. of our favorite basketball moment of season three, oh, uh, the playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs that tournament playoff where game he, when
1: he the, smirked and shoot, made that shoot, shot without shoot, even fucking looking. Uh,
0: <laughs> same. Exactly. There. We uh, go. Does
1: Whitey's story about the Monarchs count? Yes. That was yes. going to be my second. Yeah, like that was my 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 honorable mention was Whitey's Uh, story about the monarchs.
2: Yeah, no, Whitey's entire basketball arc this season, where just him really letting those boys have it, like taking
0: them out of the gym and taking them out of their own gym. Damn your
1: sperm, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was also in season three. (laughs) Uh huh. It was
2: eighty-four years ago. Eighty-four years.
0: Oh, God. Yes. Uh, God. Yep. Love all of that. Okay. Now let's move on to our favorite villain of season three. <laughs> Who wants to take this one?
2: Does does the ghost of baby Keith count? That's as a, a
0: fucking hero. He is not a villain. <laughs> oh, he, he is a hero.
2: hero. He, he is, is he's an a absolute hero. Never mind. He, shout out
0: to the... baby Keith. He's the fucking best. I love you. Shout out props. <laughs>
2: Never mind that. I, I don't know if I have one because I can't.
0: I can't. Oh, wait, you have one. Do I? It's Rachel. I hate her. But you love to hate her. Do I? Yes. <laughs> that's who my pick is. It's Rachel. Because <laughs> oh. What villain can turn Brooke Penelope Davis, who has changed and reformed into season one bitch Brooke in two seconds flat? That's a special power. This is true. The
1: I was going to say that. Brooke was my favorite villain this this season. Oh.
0: There we go.
1: Because, and again, I've talked about this when we were talking about the couples. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: she's very toxic to Lucas yeah. this mm-hmm. season. And, you know, and she, like, yes, Rachel gets under her skin. And Rachel is, you know, you could call her a great villain for... Getting under Brooke's skin and calling and forcing her or not forcing, but making her become season one Brooke again. But you also have to look at the fact that Brooke could have taken the high road. Mm -hmm. She could have, you know, trusted Lucas and because truthfully, that's where a lot of her issues with Rachel started was Rachel hitting on the boy who wasn't her boyfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. And just the way that she handled Rachel and the way Rachel was treating her. And quite frankly, the fat shaming thing she tried to do was not cute, which mouth pointed out Mm -hmm. like it. We all know I love Brooke Davis. I mean, I literally just said I was in love with her. Like. But it's just, you know, it was really hard as a character who is, generally speaking, my favorite character. It was really hard to root for her this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because of how she acted. Yeah. You know, and I think when you talk about a villain, you have to also consider how they make the audience feel.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you didn't. I think because I didn't expect it from her, it was, it was more difficult to watch for me than anything Rachel did. Because Rachel wasn't really trying to be anything else. Yeah,
0: I get that. Yeah. Moving on.
1: Do we
2: even need to talk yes. about product placement? <laughs> what was our favorite sun-kissed. sun-kissed moment? What was right? I, it needs to be framed like what was our favorite sun-kissed moment? Yes.
0: Yes, 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 because the, the the original uh, superlative is best product placement, but it's really just what is the best Sunkist moment. Mine was the fact that Sunkist underride under rode the whole benefit concert. Because without <laughs> I, Sunkist, we would not have that concert, and I love that concert.
2: I think mine was uh, Rachel's ho- uh, bedroom fridge.
0: That yes, was right. here yes. yes. in Sunkist. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Rachel's bedroom Ma- fridge was going to be mine.
0: Yep. Honorable mention to the cringiest like two one beers
1: with... And 12 Sunkiss. <laughs> yes.
0: I say honorable mention, the most cringiest was whenever they were out at the cabin and they found out that there was a club night sponsored by Sunkiss. Yes. yes.
1: That, that would be the cringiest for sure. Yes.
0: And the most ill fitting is that god awful t shirt that Haley wore in the season finale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have
0: such a problem with it. Uh, speaking of most triggering fashion. All right. Who's got one? Me. Okay.
1: Uh, so I, ha-
2: I have thoughts as well. Now,
1: the most so for me, the most triggering fashion in terms of like how I dressed in high school, and I think I talked about this in the episode when it happened, was I guess it was probably like episode six or seven. So, like, Rachel had just come on the scene and she wore that bright orange Lacoste polo. Oh, and with like the denim mini skirt, yes, yes, and as someone who wore pretty much exclusively Aeropostale polos for four years, oh. um, that was triggering to me <laughs> because the thing – because the thing is, is, like, that was – and there's a whole documentary about it now, and I need to watch it. But, like, but during that time period from, uh, like, when the show started on the air was – the, around the time of the the rise of Abercrombie and Hollister. Right. And as a young teenager, so like in middle school, the like one of the defining like moments of my 7th grade year was literally the first day of school. I spent like way too much money on it on an Abercrombie polo and I like even I got it on sale and it was still expensive. Uh-huh. And kids that would have never talked to me before suddenly became my friends because i was wearing the right clothes. So <laughs> so seeing right. someone like Rachel who in episode 6 or 7 is still very much the villain and nothing else. I was like, "Oh god." <laughs> right.
2: Um my most triggering fashion isn't necessarily clothes. It is the male hair. In this season, especially as born by Chris Keller and Lucas Scott, <laughs> the the frosty tips, the flat iron abuse, the just all all of it. Anything Pete that from the fallout boys hair was pretty rough in that. It was all episode bad. To- it was all it was all that's also that is Pete from fallout boy. That was his signature. I know, uh, Chris. I mean, it is, I'm not saying it's not bad, but. Chris Keller's vertical flat iron frosted tips were (laughs) triggering and I hated it. (laughs) It's
0: the worst. Mine was still that fucking ugly t-shirt in the season finale for some reason. It just, I hated (laughs) it so much. I don't know why. I just hated it so much. It makes her look like a fucking box. And I'm like, no.
1: Also, respectfully... The first wedding dress that Brooke made for Haley. Oh,
0: dear God.
2: <laughs> that was like, the first one that popped into my head. Burn honestly, it. Burn if, it. Burn if burn I were it. Haley,
1: I also would have cried. Uh-huh. <laughs> if, <laughs> if I were getting married and searching for a wedding dress and anyone brought that dress to me and said, hey, yes, how about it? this one? What like, about <laughs> this?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, great. Moving on. Um, the biggest WTF moment of the season. There's only one, right? It's gotta be.
2: It's Dan killing Keith?
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 No. Because I mean, I I would say it's the whole, the whole, I would almost say the episode as a whole, but honestly, Jesse, you basically predicted that something was going to happen. So is it really that much of a WTF moment to see Jimmy bring the gun to school?
2: No. And and I think that's why the ending, because I was certain the fact that I was so spot mm-hmm. on for the rest of it made that moment. I was certain yeah. the I knew fact Keith that, was going to die.
0: Yeah. The fact that it's Dan who picks up that gun and shoots Keith point blank yeah. is the most WTF moment because it was not expected mm-hmm. at all. For a first no. time viewer, you don't expect that to happen at all. Right. And it's so heartbreaking and so unexpected
1: yeah yeah Yeah. i think though if we want to talk about a what the fuck moment in terms of like a what the fuck is this show doing moment
0: Mm -hmm.
1: the fat shaming plot oh god yeah oh yeah especially so soon after the school shooting plot which now points out so well and i mean and if
2: we want to take it in a different a third direction most like what the fuck I can't watch this I literally missed the last five minutes of the season finale because I was so stressed out I had to get up and pace like that whole montage you know the ending montage of the season was also completely out of left field like you know Mm -hmm. I told you like two or three weeks ago like I don't know how the fuck what are they gonna do like, they've solved all the problems.
0: What? We, we, we figured it out. They're going to drown everybody. It's
2: fine. Right, yeah. They are switching elements, and they are drowning people now. No more setting them on fire.
0: Right. And also, like, even a good WTF moment was <laughs> who Peyton went to see on that airplane.
1: Yes. Yep. You
0: know, that's a good WTF moment, because did you expect that to happen, Jesse? Mm.
2: No. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: You're welcome. We that could moment. change
2: this from WTF moment to like most shocking reveal.
0: Yes. I yeah. think. Yes.
2: And that like, or most unexpected plot turn mm-hmm. or, you know, like there are so many ways you can interpret what the fuck, yes. you know, WTF yes.
0: moment. Like, yes.
2: yeah. Right. Like, like for instance, me at the end of every episode going, what the fuck is this television show? Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yes. 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 Also, I have to do an honorable mention that we, we're we kind of past it a little bit. But the fact that every adult butchered Fallout Boy's name. Yes. Is a WTF <laughs> moment for me.
2: Yes.
0: Fallout Shelter, Fall Down Boy.
2: Freak Out Boy. Freak Out Freak boy. boy. Like,
0: all of them were just chef's kiss. It's
2: my favorite. It's my favorite part of the series.
0: Uh, okay. And now, our favorite episode Of season three of One Tree Hill. You want me to go first? Yes,
1: because this is a very hard one. It's very hard I have There are a lot
0: of episodes I love this. I have like a three-way tie, so I'll say one of them, and then we can piggyback off each other's, I'm sure. Um, My first one was, um, oh my God, it's episode 18. It is the Cabin in the Woods episode, when it isn't like it should be. It's so good. It is so good. I love everything about it. It's what we needed at this point in the season. It's funny. It's silly. There's also still some really good conversations that happen with people in that episode. Um, you get prime Bevan and skills. Mm-hmm. Just all of it. It's just it's so good. I love every second of that episode. Um, yeah. Jesse. Jesse.
2: OK, despite the fact that it was the episode that Dan won the mayor, mayoral election, episode nine, how a resurrection really feels, had the um, Nate and Chris Keller buddy cop uh, riverboat trip. <laughs> and I yes. Think yes.
0: That
2: is I think that's going to win for me. OK. Um, yeah, just it was, again, so unexpected the just the comedy in that episode beginning at chris keller like tripping over a chair because he thinks nate is gonna beat his ass to (laughs) chris jumping off the steamboat and doggy paddling just fine
1: um (laughs) like truly
0: oh chris keller
2: comedy romp of that episode is just like chef's kiss so good
0: I agree. I love it. I love it. Caitlin, my dear, what was your favorite episode of season three?
1: I have too many. I really do. I know. That's the thing. We'll have honorable
0: mentions, I'm sure.
1: I, so, I think overall, my favorite episode this season was probably the Secret Sparkle Classic episode. Because it's, it's fun, and like, but also a lot of good things and, like, really good, like, plot device things happen during that mm-hmm. show. And it's it's also, that show is the, the last moment that these characters have this season before everything gets blown to hell. Mm-hmm. Like, that moment when the tree leaders are, have completely botched their dance routine, and so they're just doing over, they're doing fuck all, and the boys go and join them on stage. Like, that is the last moment of this TV show where they were truly children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you see that too, with like with Brooke and Brooke's decision to go be a kid with her friends because it's, it's the last time they get to truly be children Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the next episode is when the time capsule gets released. And then we know what happens from there. So it's really a like, wild fun like honestly some of my favorite parts of that episode were like rachel and um not hillary Peyton. like Mm -hmm. that was one of those like unexpected like dynamics you didn't expect and also whitey cock blocking the shit out of karen and keith
0: Mm -hmm. yeah never forget never forget the bowling (laughs) ball just in the middle of the table yes
1: Exactly. So it's like and you go and course, disappear for a few
0: months. I just wanted to hang like Right. Can't. And and oh, also God. of course obviously like
1: Karen Keith proposing to each other. True. Like
2: like, you that, can't ask me. I was going to
1: ask you. Yeah. So it's just, it was just, it was really, yeah. and not just the kids, but it was the last moment of the season where everything was normal for everybody.
0: Well, as Jesse said, everyone's too damn happy. What the hell's going to happen?
1: Right. Exactly. The most yeah. stressed yeah. I have ever This show was, suddenly was, reflects yeah. too much, too much, too close to normal life. What's Isn't about it, right? to
0: happen? Right? <laughs> it was so good. And like even Nathan and Lucas getting a, a, a normal family dinner with a normal family and playing hoops and that little girl crushing on Lucas is so funny. I love all right. of that. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, Honorable mentions, I'm going to say, I'm sure we all agree. Episode 13, the Thunderstorm episode was great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mostly the Nathan and Haley stuff because that was so good Um, mm-hmm. with that. And I will say... I also really enjoy the last two episodes of this season with the Nathan and Haley's um, wedding shower slash dramatic retelling of their love story is great. Mm -hmm. And also the season finale. I think it's a great season finale.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, I think I think the reason that. I went with the episode I went with was because the other episodes I was thinking of just had parts well, that I really loved. Well,
0: here we go. That's the thing that what I love about season three is that there's parts of each episode that I absolutely adore, but I think it says something to all of us that how dark this season got that we all picked fun episodes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Because I would even we all say my the runner up was the, was the fantasy boy draft date episode. Oh
0: God. Yes. The episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Love that one yeah yeah okay well and that's why
2: that's why like even my episode which is a romp my favorite episode Mm -hmm. has moments in it where i'm like oh you know like yeah you you can't this season had no like pure romps like um Mm -hmm. season Mm -hmm. one did with the uh the away game or whatever right like there Mm -hmm. are no romps in this season that don't also come with some dark shit that happens. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's hard to pick a full episode. Right. right.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now we are at that time, kids, where we're going to oh. make Jesse watch the season four promo oh, no. and she gets to predict what happens next season. Oh no. Uh-huh. I just sprung this on him. Cause I think we all oh. forgot we did this last season, but we totally did. So. I didn't forget.
1: I just, <laughs> uh. I haven't seen this in a very long time, so I'm also going
0: to mute and watch this. We'll be back, kids, in a hot second.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay, see, here's the thing is I don't like that promo because it's gotten mostly shots from season three. It's a bad yeah. promo, but I it's can't a find really any bad other, promo.
0: I can't find any other season four promo.
1: So, okay, so without so based on just generally speaking, the knowledge you have going into season four, what do you think is going to happen? All right. Well, it seems like
2: Lucas is starting to work on the great American novel. Um or a college essay. Um, yeah, no, because that was mostly recap of the last the ep- episode we just watched for mm-hmm. last week.
0: Um, I will okay. say we do get some hospital shots after the fact because they're all still in their wedding gear in the hospital. I missed
2: that. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I just watched it.
0: <laughs> there is that. Um, and we did see Lucas dive into the river as well. All right. Hold
2: on. I need to watch this again. It's 30 seconds. Watch it again. Watch it again. Hold, please.
1: (laughs) She's too busy vibing to Jack's mannequin. (laughs) That's why she missed it the first time, was she was just vibing.
0: Oh,
2: That's 100% why I missed it. <laughs> uh, I had to watch it again. Because, like, fuck you for putting a Jack's Mannequin song over a promo and expecting me to pay attention. <laughs> oh my
0: God. Okay, so, Jesse, now, second time through, okay. what do you think?
2: <laughs> Take two. Yeah. No, I think, <laughs> I think everyone's going to survive the car crash. Like, you've alluded to me that we're not getting rid of Rachel. So, like... Rachel's fine. I don't think they're going to kill another one of Nathan's uncles so on. quickly. <laughs> I hope uh, not. Ah. So I think everyone's gonna survive the okay. car crash. Um physically, they're fine. So <laughs> physically, everyone's fine. That seems to be the theme of this show right now is that <laughs> physically everyone survives intense trauma. Um I don't know. I think. Um, Karen is still going to be pregnant I think Rachel is still not going to be pregnant I think there might be some wonky shit that goes on between Cooper and Rachel like with like trauma bonding perhaps Um, Brooke Brooke and Lucas are going to break up in the hospital and it's going to be really uncomfortable Um, Haley and Nate I don't know because like you said Nate is trapped in the limo with them. Again, I didn't
1: watch the last couple minutes of that. So to fill he you comes in, up,
0: Yeah, yeah, he,
1: you know, he dives in to save them. He manages to get in the limo, but as he does this, he's losing air. Okay. So like panics. one of the last shots of Nathan is him. What could be alluded to taking his final breath and saying, Oh God, help me. Before going back under to try Great. and Great. rescue, um, super, no Rachel Ugh. and Cooper. Uh, um, I
2: truly. This episode, this this TV show, is really. I understand the whole thing about fiction is you're just making it up as you go along, but this episode, this television show, is truly <laughs> just making stuff up as they go, like. We've solved all the problems. Let's throw everyone off a bridge. Make some more problems. I don't know.
0: Well, I'll say this. They have to finish senior year.
2: Too yeah. many people are pregnant right now. and Or think they're pregnant. Too many people think they're pregnant. Uh, and too many people are
1: trapped in a limo in a river. I don't know what. Okay. I, don't... <laughs> Honestly, <sighs> I kind of prefer this having no idea what's going on. Yeah. Right. As opposed I, I to do prefer this
2: to my feelings going.
0: As into opposed to three.
1: the last time we did one of these recaps and you dead ass predicted that Keith was gonna die. Uh-huh. Like <laughs>
0: yeah. I was
1: honestly I was pissed that you, you predicted that. Yep. Same <laughs> like, same Same. Right. I thought same it was gonna rock your shit. And here's then the thing, though,
2: though, I, I think th- Keith's gonna I, die. And I was like God I, damn it. My shit was still <laughs> rocked in your defense.
0: Yeah. Here's my thing though. There is a lot that happens in season four. God, that we were talking about like WTF moments. There's a
1: lot of those in season. No, no,
0: here, here's the thing. There's an episode I know for a fact, just because of geographical location, we will have to set an appointment for me to sit there with Jesse to watch it with her.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because I would even argue that there are two.
0: Yeah, because they're too scary. No yeah like ghost
2: scary like or like we can't
0: tell you we can't tell you god like jesse (laughs) jesse i'll just ask you this question do you like horror movies what do you think well you literally
2: told me i can't go see the new doctor strange without you because there are too many jump scares no you absolutely cannot (laughs) as someone who's also seen it no, you absolutely cannot. No, yeah. I am a straight up baby. The scariest movie I have ever purposefully watched is the movie Swim Fan.
0: Yeah, and that's not even a scary movie, honey. So it okay, was yep, terrifying. Nope, we'll have to figure that and work out the schedule. But I love the fact that Jesse has no clue what's going to go on because season four, I will just say this. We were talking about last episode about like top three seasons or whatever. My top three seasons are four, five and three. In that order, four is yeah. my favorite season of One Tree Hill.
1: Yeah, I think I I don't know necessarily if I agree with you about five versus six, mm-hmm. and I won't know until we 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 rewatch six. Yeah, but I agree with you that four and three are in my top. 10. Yeah,
0: we're in, in in my opinion, we are in prime One Tree Hill territory yeah, now because are. three, four, five, and six are the pinnacle of this nine season show.
2: Mm-hmm. That's usually how it works for long run TV shows, I think, yeah. is that they they really hit their stride in like the three, four, five territory, and then mm-hmm. they start running out of plots. Yes. So it's kind of starts losing steam. So I do have yeah. a question. Okay. If we if we go in the Wayback Machine and think about our very special Christmas episode, mm-hmm. um when we meet the beautiful man Jack, whose real name we I don't know.
1: Robert Buckley. Robert
0: sure.
1: jack uh
2: when does he when does he come to town because you
0: not in season four <laughs> not Damn in it. season four honey <laughs> not in season four nope um <clears throat>
2: sorry bestie
0: <laughs> nope
2: okay i know you were hoping for it but
0: nope nope we
2: i'm assuming jake jake will not be appearing on my tv screen anymore nope in this television show i'm trying to be for very this time, specific we are not wording. lying
1: to you we <laughs> have we have truly seen the last of brian greenberg
2: okay so i was just hoping for some more um lovely boys being added to the we have,
1: we have seen the last of brian greenberg for okay.
0: sure yeah and Tenfold. if i'm
1: Lying to you, it's because I have forgotten that he comes.
0: Nope, back. I just looked you up. You are not wrong. We have seen the last of Brian Greenberg. That is a rap on Brian Breen- Brian Greenberg. Brian
2: Greenberg. Brian Greenberg. Yeah. A yes. Series rap on Brian Greenberg. Brian. Yes, series rap. TV actor Brian.
0: Brian Greenberg. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Brian. Oh yeah, God. He's our okay. biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Thanks <laughs> for tuning in, Brian um uh, sorry okay. i make so many thirsty noises about you uh,
0: no you're not Twit no i'm lying. not i'm not all right coolio so yeah so next week is season four of one tree hill jesse wild i can't we're, we're, we're almost halfway through and by that i mean we're like a season and a half till we're halfway through
2: <laughs> uh, catfished
0: <laughs> <laughs> i warned you I told totally you. When
2: don't. in the middle of season two.
1: When? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was much earlier than it that. It was much
0: earlier than that. All right. Anyways, on that note, kids, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, as always, and getting through a whole other season with us. We really do appreciate it. As always, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us out in the long run. Follow us on social media. We are everywhere at On Wednesdays Pod. Um, catch us most often on Instagram or on Facebook, or in Jesse's case, Carrier Pigeons. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week for another episode of On Wednesdays, We Watch One Tree Hill, season four, episode one, kids. Whoa! We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye! Bye!